Hey there, sister. Welcome to Girl Out of Order, a podcast for women like me taking actual steps to more fully embrace their unique selves and stop trying to fit into someone else's mold. I'm your girl, Christine, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, lawyer, and mama to my very own girl gang. I am fired up to help women transform what seems broken into the fuel they need to become the champions of their own damn lives. On Girl Out of Order, you'll find a community without comparison, a place where you can come as you are, but leave changed and inspired to never again deny a single part of your beautiful self in a quest to fit in. So if you're tired of feeling like you're too much and yet never enough, Girl Out of Order is your home. When you start believing that not fitting in is the perfect fit, contentment, vision, and joy will surely follow. So girls, if you're ready to do the brave work, come on in and let's get started. Welcome to Girl Out of Order. I'm so excited that you've joined me today because I've got this girl and this girl with me. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But we are in Female Friendship February, and today I have such a special treat for you because we are talking about lifelong friendships, these long-term friendships that apparently not a lot of people have the blessing to enjoy. But I am so excited because today I have with me my friend Caroline, say hello, hello. and my friend Gwen, Hi. and we all have been friends for over 40 years. Whoa. Exactly, which is crazy when you consider that we're only, what, 45? I mean, this is wild. I don't know. Okay, we might be a little bit older than that, but not a lot older than that. Um, But today we are going to be diving into um, just a conversation about long-term friendships because they are truly, truly unique. And we're going to hopefully share our story with you in a way that can encourage you in your long-term friendships, maybe friendships that you had years and years and years ago that have fallen away and how you can resurrect them and bring them back into your life, which is our story here today. But before we dive in, I would just like to ask you to help me get the message of Girl Out of Order out there into the universe. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star review. A written review would really help us get the message out there and help grow our podcast. And while you're at it, join the Girl Out of Order podcast community. It is on Facebook and we would love to have you. Our community is growing every single day and we need what only you can give. So please do us that favor and help me welcome Caroline and Gwen. All right. So we're just going to talk a little bit about our friendship and if we can remember, well, it has been four decades, how we met because I'm the connector piece. I'm going to call myself the connector piece between these two ladies. Um, Caroline and I met earlier than Gwen and I did. And Caroline remembers more than I do. Yeah. Um, you're, you remember fifth grade and yeah. I remember, I think it was probably third or fourth. <laughs> Put you together and you remember two years. Oh my gosh. We just got two years back, girl. <laughs> Where do you remember when we met? Cause I don't remember. I, you, you and your mom came to my grandma's house, grandma and grandpa's and, um, John and Lorraine, yep, John and Lorraine. And, uh, your mom came to do my grandma's hair and you were with. We played then, didn't we? We played. We played. Oh, my gosh. It's coming back to me now. See, this is the downside to (laughs) long-term friendships. 
don't effing remember shit. <laughs> I don't remember what we played, but I remember, you know, oh I remember coming. Were you wearing a dress? Probably. My grandma, yeah. You were wearing Probably. a dress. Okay, this is freaking me out because I'm And you had actually... gauchos, I think. What's a gaucho? Remember those, the knickers? <laughs> Now, Which one of us is the oldest? <laughs> it's definitely Caroline. What the hell is a knicker and a gaucho? How old are you? those knicker bathing suits yeah. we used to wear back when we oh, were kids. Jesus, I promise we're not like 70 okay, years old. Whatever, I lived with my grandma. That's what she called them. <laughs> right. Welcome to a long time. I call friendship. them culottes. Culottes. Yes. Culottes. yes. That's a word? Y- yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. How do you spell it? K-H-U-L-A-T-S. <laughs> now you're just lying. I'm not. I'm a professional speller. <laughs> so we met basically through my mom. Yes. And you were living with your grandparents for how long? Um, kindergarten through, well, through fifth when I started in Kingston. Oh, my goodness. I So when you came to Kingston, then That's it was I like you came home back. to me. Yes. Yay. You came home to me. <laughs> You were the only person I knew whenever I started over there. Wow. Well, oh. Who was your teacher? Do you remember? Um, you weren't Mrs. Klukas. Yes, you? Were you? Mrs. Klukas. Yeah. Oh, best teacher ever. She's still my bank password. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> they don't know where I bank. K H. Oh, my goodness. I bank it. Um, yeah, First National of somewhere. <laughs> So Caroline and I, we were friends all from fifth grade throughout junior high. Mm. Really, really close friends. You were my person. Yeah, super close. You were my person. And you lived about 2.5 miles away. How do I know that? Yeah, because you ran it almost every day to my house to see me. <laughs> That's awesome. And she would, She told me today, and I totally remembered that you would have a, what, what did you have for me? Frosty mug. I'd run it under the water, put it in the freezer, and then whenever you'd come, I'd fill it with my um, rusty uh, uh, rusty, water. Rusty, rusty water. water. I thought you were telling me you enjoy it. it. Enjoy your rusty, ice cold cup of you well water. Running back for more. So here's how you know that a friendship is really special. Caroline lived on a pig farm, and if you're not familiar with what a pig farm smells like, count yourself blessed. Yeah, <laughs> because it is one of the most rancid smells. I've ever smelled in my entire it life. It was not a small pig farm either. It was it was a huge. Large it was massive. <laughs> and I would put up with that smell just to be with this person. Yes. Because I loved her so much. And there's something to be said for friendships that you have when you're growing up, when you're going through puberty, when you're getting your periods. And we were just talking before we started recording about, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Like, yes, we must. We We must. must. We We must increase our must. must. (laughs) And it worked. Woo. We're all mothers too, so what we used to increase is now decreased. Right. But there is something really remarkable about going through all of those incredible life changes together. And we did for many years. You were my person, and we spent a lot of time together, especially in the summers. Mm-hmm. Summers a lot. What's one of your best memories? Can you come up with one? I still, and you don't remember it. Okay, well, tell it, and then maybe it'll come back to me. Apparently, I'm remembering things tonight. uh, Whenever I would go to your house, we would always um, go down to the neighbor's farm. They had horses in the front, and we would kick off our shoes in the ditch. 
Oh yeah. And we would go walking through the pasture purposely in the piles of oh poo poo. We went through piles of poo on purpose. On purpose, we did piles of poo on purpose. And that's the name of your autobiography. We would walk down to the creek, which was just the next within their yard almost, and we'd rinse our feet off. Oh Lord. And um, probably drink out of that same water. Oh, I don't no. remember. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so I, I must preface this to say we were farm girls. Yes. And we had different standards of cleanliness, apparently. <laughs> I was not. I we showered. When <laughs> we showered. Oh, okay. Once or twice a week. I mean. <laughs> I don't shower now. I just used to. <laughs> That's so funny. And when you were telling that story earlier, I thought you were talking about at your house. I no. kind of vaguely remember that. But I think a lot of our fun times were walking down to the creek. Yeah, and kittens in the barn. Oh, so many cats in the barn. Yeah, and there is also something really special about these long-term friendships because not only do these these ladies know me and know my history, but they know my family. Mm -hmm. They knew my parents. And we were loved your parents. Mm -hmm. Yes, both of my parents parents. are now gone. And it was really special to talk about them before we started recording because Caroline and Gwen have very different memories of my parents than I have. And it's soothing to me to hear how you guys perceive them. It really blesses me. So when you have these long-term friendships, hold on to them and don't take them for granted because there is, there's a level of knowing Mm -hmm. that these two women have of me and my history that very, very few people have. And um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Me either. Same. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Me either. So Gwen, and I'm going to get back to you, Caroline. Oh, you're good. So (laughs) Gwen breezed into our school in 1984, best music year ever. (laughs) I mean, to Chris. Teen. Yes. The other thing is, (laughs) this is the downside to long-term friendships because both of you call me what? I call you Christine. You do? Yeah. Since when? Always. What? Yeah, well, I think I call you Chrissy. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, but you call us. me Chris still. I still call you Chris. It's yeah. so unsettling. I will do it much more often now. <laughs> <laughs> Another downside to long friendships, <laughs> right? Because it, it 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 sticks with you. I think you preferred to be called Chris when you were a rock star runner, I would kicking say. everybody's butt and making sure that there was no effeminate aspects of you at all. Really, you, you were you were. Chris. I was like that. No, maybe that's retrospect, but I do know that that's why I started calling you Chris because your friends, I do remember many people called you Christine mm-hmm. and she I called didn't. me Chrissy, mm-hmm. Chrissy, Christine, but that's what your mom called you, but we were younger and Gwen met you in, you know, yeah, we were older. Mm-hmm. Mm. wow, that's weird. I didn't remember that. So <laughs> where did you move from? I actually moved from Belvedere, but we had come from California. It was a big culture shock <laughs> moving from Northern California to the Midwest period, let alone Genoa. Yeah. It was a culture shock. Genoa? Yeah. Genoa. My mom was from Belvedere, though, and those two towns are close to each other. So my mom was coming home. I was not. What did you think when you walked in? Because I remember you were wearing neon from head to toe. Yeah. It was 1984. That wasn't terribly out of the norm, but it was a little unusual for our Small yeah. farming community. Well, it's from the West Coast, right? <laughs> so I was, I wanted to be Madonna. That's right. I wanted to be, yeah, it was different. Um, I smelled that pig farm and knew I wasn't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up on a chicken farm and it wasn't as smelly, but it was pretty disgusting. No, but do you remember your brother would try to freak me out? 
cut the chicken heads off just so I freak out and watch <laughs> it run around. Don't tell people that. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't your brother. She's, she's kidding. Okay. She's joking. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you think the chickens get to the grocery store, people? And in your we belly. Exactly. And in your belly. We well, call that going. We tell the kids when they had the pigs that they were going to college. <laughs> <laughs> the pigs weren't going to college? Yeah, so they didn't know what, what was happening to them. Oh, no. They thought they were just going away to college. Oh, you literally told them they were going away to college. Oh, that's mean. Well, what was the alternative? Well, there wasn't a good one. Not when they were little. I mean, you're farmers. That's what we did. That's what you did. And I learned. So when Gwen came in to our little school, I just knew from that very moment, I've told you this so many times, I I just knew she walked in and I just said, that person is going to be my friend for life. You didn't know it. No, I did not know it, but I found out. Yeah. (laughs) I found out pretty quick. When do you, it was do, awesome. What's your earliest memory? My know. earliest memory, I think, and I'm not positive about this, but you came to my house and I don't think you were supposed to be there. Do you remember when I lived across the street from the school? Yes. And I think I remember, because I remember you being very nervous and you weren't supposed to be there. You were supposed to be somewhere else. Oops. We had a blast. And we, we did the Go-Go's, the Go-Go's video. Oh, do you remember? I we do. got the beat. It was for a talent. Everybody on. get on your feet. You got the beat. You know you can get to the beat. We got the beat. Huh. Okay, we better stop. And round, round and round and round. Woo! Yeah. So we did a talent contest. I don't remember if we won or not. I think we won. I'm uh, certain that we uh, did. Um, and then we started hanging out after that. Wow. Again, this podcast is very enlightening for me because now I'm actually remembering some of this stuff. I have a picture. No, you proof. do not. I do. I have proof. It was me, you, have a picture? you and I and Holly Nelson and Stacey Hess and oh. Michelle Hewlett and you were not there. Mm-hmm. No, I, uh, no, you weren't there. You were doing a different thing for the talent show. Um, and <laughs> probably, probably my Cindy Lauper routine. There you you might have. <laughs> she was such a good dancer. I remember being so jealous. She's amazing. Jealous. And then Paula Scribner moved to town, and I was like, there's a better oh. dancer than Caroline now. <laughs> Paula is she's Paula's still, incredible. Yeah, she still is. <laughs> yeah. Hope you see this, Paula. I don't know who Paula is. Okay. Hope you don't see this, Paula. <laughs> I probably did know Paula at one point, but apparently Christine has forgotten a lot of things. She married Kent's sister. Oh, well, good for Paula. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was culture shock at first, but I have to say probably the deepest connection to friendship is feeling home for the first time. Yeah. I yeah. still say, and I only lived in Genoa for four years. <clears throat> That's it. That's it. Forty years. Well, four. Five. If you count, if you count part of part okay. of eighth grade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still on everything, all social media. Anybody I talk to, and they ask me where I'm from, I say Genoa. You know, it's that's true. because of friendship. Yeah, it is. It's friendship and it's shared history, and there is something very unique about growing up in a small town. Yeah, I resented it for years after I left. I didn't drive through Genoa for probably a decade mm-hmm. because I had my own wounds. I had my own wounds that were tied to the small town, and that was my own work that I needed to do. Do you think a lot of people experience that? I do. I think, they they I think leave high school, especially yes. small towns, and they run like the wind and never yep. want to look back. I not only, I literally ran because I went, ran. Went, went and ran at University of Iowa, but when I went to Iowa, the first time I signed my name, Christine, and I never looked back because Chris, to me, was gone. at the time, I said, she's dead. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I, I want all of you to hear this because 
I'm sitting next to these amazing ladies I've been friends with for four decades, but it's not like our lives were enmeshed Mm -hmm. this whole time. And this is the most important part because Carolyn and I actually drifted after eighth grade. You were always there though. Like I always knew you were there. Mm -hmm. It's just our lives went in different directions. They did. And now that we've reunited and it feels so good. (laughs) Could not help myself. We're going to keep singing through this whole thing. But we did. We reunited. And it's amazing how that well of shared experiences at such a pivotal time in our lives. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you two, weren't you both sitting outside of the reunion or you couldn't come in the reunion? Didn't you do that together? No. Oh, Mm-mm. we're thinking of two different events. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, the first, okay. So that's a, that's a good segue because our high school would have reunions and Gwen was unfortunately in charge of it. All the time. <laughs> I love doing it. She loved it. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> I still do it. She, she, yeah. And I didn't go for the first several of them. I did, again, didn't want to go back to the small town and I finally got up the nerve to what was there 20th. Mm-hmm. It must've been the 20th that I went to and I sat in the parking lot hyperventilating because all of those old stories were running in my head. Mm. And I, I felt like I was being sucked back into that small town where I had Negativity. worked so hard to get away from it, where I felt like I was defined by my mistakes as make me cry. Yeah. I felt like I was still going to be defined by my, my mistakes instead of seen for my triumphs. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I can still, I still have, see a picture. I have a picture of you where you're standing up there in front of the video. Oh, yeah. At, was it Rosati's or something like yeah. that? Yeah, we're a small town. So we, we can have a reunion at Rosati's. That tells yeah, you that something. That we just got. That, <laughs> that was brand freaking new. It was really. And not there anymore. And gone. Because it was really hard to get in and out of. But I remember walking away from that afterwards and talking to my husband and, and thinking, wow, I, everybody has grown up. I mean, I'm sure not everybody had grown up, but there was <laughs> comparatively, because I mean, there was, it was, it was a long, it was a low bar yeah. for a lot of them. <laughs> it was hard for me though, because I'll tell you, yes, I did always do the reunions and it was hard for me to not have you there. Really? Because you were my bestie and like, I knew why, I knew why, I understood, but like that was, that's a lot of work and you're putting yourself out there trying to get everybody back together because you love everybody so much and you were my person. Right. So, but that's not a bad thing. We learned from that, but I'm telling you how I felt like I, I, it was so emotional for me to see you there really, as well as not see you at the next one. Yeah. So you didn't go to 25. Mm -hmm. So was that the one you were hyperventilating at? No, no. Ricky had just passed. That was Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. So Caroline had lost her husband, Ricky. So going to a reunion probably didn't feel right. Right. It was very soon after. Jason was going to take me, Jason mm-hmm. Franick, but um, I just, hard. I decided I was, I was like, I'm just not ready. Yeah. You know, because the people do the, hmm, the sad eyes. And I was like, I, and I gonna... talked to you, you that cried, night. You would have cried through the whole thing. Yes. And, and you explained to me and I completely understood. But my point is that I was, it was never fully connected for me. Right. I never had that like full, like everybody's here right. until the last one. Yeah, the last one was a blast. I couldn't go to 25 because I was actually at a family wedding. Mm-hmm. That was when Sean's sister mm-hmm. was getting married. Because I was I was actually really disappointed because I, I had wanted her. to get back to that. But, mm-hmm. you know, when we were at the, the reunion I went to in the 20th, I don't know. I don't know if I had just built all these stories up in my head, but you had put together the video. And Sean's like, you're in 
so many of these pictures and it, I remember it hitting me. I was like, it's because of you. It's because I was such a part of your story. Mm -hmm. And I think I had told myself in my woundedness, different stories. Sure. And so, you know, you and I had drifted for other reasons, Mm -hmm. but you and I, I don't even know how to say that for a second though. Cause I think it is a similar reason. I think, think that, so? I think that moms get themselves into the position to where that's your only job. That is your life. That's what you're supposed to do. You go to work to take care of your family, not to gratify you in any yeah. sort of way. And we've talked about this. You're in survival mode yeah. and like reaching one arm this way is going to take away everything from that. And it's all going to implode. Right. And I, I just can't. Yeah. And even though I really think that's wrong now, you don't know that in the moment. And yeah. I just think a lot of young mothers go through that and then right. you get sucked into the, the family life and there's nothing's right. yours. And there's no Nothing balance. You. It's like, it's yeah. okay to have that, you know, that friendship balance. You it's, need just, it. it's hard to know that whenever you're going through it, you know, as a right. young mother or, you know. Mm-hmm. And you had your first child when you were how old? 19. You had your first child when 21. you were 21. And I didn't have my first one until I was 29. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Caroline and I know they had all four of mine by 29. Okay. Yeah, we were in different worlds. Just let you know, your womb was a lot less tired than mine was when I had my last one at 35, okay? We must. We must. (laughs) But it's it's true, you guys. Your lives took different trajectories. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Carolyn and I drifted after junior high because Mm -hmm. I think we were both dealing with our own individual traumas that we just went on different paths. Unknowingly. Unknowingly. And (laughs) even as we talk tonight, you know, just even sharing what we went through. And I even said to her, I was like, why didn't you tell me? Like I was your person. Why didn't yeah. you even confide in me? And and it's one of those things that I feel so blessed to have this conversation tonight. And I hold so sacred what you shared with me because I was in your life when some of those things were happening in yes, your you life, were. happening to you, happening around you. And even though you guys didn't talk about it, you still were each other's reprieve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember I said, I said tonight I, I would go to Caroline's and, and weird. her mom and dad were respectfully terrifying. <laughs> okay. They were rough. They were some of the scariest people I've ever been around, but I loved her so much. I would risk it to go in that house. It was, it was like, I felt like I was running through like world war two, like trying to get from foxhole to foxhole in that house sometimes. And I know now looking back as an adult, Oh, it makes me so emotional. Like what that must've been like for you to live in that, you know, but at the time (laughs) you were not only here, you're one of the toughest, most incredible survivors I know, but I would go there because I would go into her rainbow room Makes it sound kind of weird. Can you explain that? <laughs> Why did we call it the rainbow? Because room? I had the the uh, remember the words rainbow in the pastel rainbow colors. Oh, I had the yes. wallpaper and rainbows are my thing. I mean, if you know me, I've got rainbow tattoos and I love. The and I had the rainbow, rainbow bedspread. Oh, you started that. <laughs> yes, maybe she, I don't know. You had the happy. It was so interesting because you had the happiest room, and you got your ears pierced first, and you got your period first, and you made me so mad. <laughs> You got everything first. <laughs> you want it for like a year and then you don't want it for the rest of your life. Yeah. I don't even know if mine lasted a year wanting that. So I was like, what is this noise? <laughs> no, but you know, when fast, fast forwarding to the, the reunions, I, uh, 
went to the 20th reunion and it was really beautiful, but I was in the throes of Kidville. Mm -hmm. And like Gwen said, when you're, when you're in survival mode, friendships are really the lowest priority. And what I would say to every single person listening, don't do that. You need don't your do that. You need your sisters. And, you know, I understand that things happen in the right time. I mean, we, we all had our own friendship circles, but I look back sometimes and, and there's a longing. I'm like, I wonder what that would have been like if we would have raised our kids yeah. together. We would have raised yeah. our kids together. Right. And, and it's not that I, I don't live in regret. It's not my habit. I don't think it serves me, but there's a little part of me that's like, I want to tell my daughters, make sure when you get into Kidville, that you build into you those friendships. You built it for them. They have each other. Uh, <laughs> what if they're not living by each other? Yeah, you know? that's mean, a good point. I yeah. want them to build. I, I want them to build deep roots, and I don't want them to let them fall away. Because what happens? Yeah. You don't do it intentionally. There was no falling out with no. Oh yeah, there any was of no us. argument. Nothing. It was just a slow erosion, a slow fade. And and when you're paying attention and you're intentional with your friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen. And so fast forward to our 30th, was our 30th Mm -hmm. reunion? So I went out, there was a planning party out at the local bar because when you go to, when you live in a small town, everyone gathers at the same freaking bar that they gathered at for probably four years. They maybe dated somebody who like owned the bar. (laughs) So I went, we went out there to do this planning party and I got halfway out there and I started to have like this trauma response Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, I am too fucking old for this. I went out to the car when you got there. I called you and I I called Carol, I called you or texted you and I was like, I can't, I can't come in. I couldn't get out of the car. I literally physically could not get my legs out of the car and it's crazy sometimes when we think we've processed through our childhood wounds and we're all of a sudden faced with it again. Mm-hmm. The coolest part, though, was I reached out for my girl. Yeah. I reached out for my Caroline, my friend that I had known for so long. And I said, you have to help me. I can't get out of this car. You have to get me. And she ran. <laughs> and she ran out to do it. Did you run? Yeah. Oh, she ran. Yeah, she ran. She's like, Chris is here. I got to go get her. Yeah. Oh, Put her over my shoulder. <laughs> get her butt in here. You want that to Go get her. And it was such a fun night. We, we had, had the best time pl- planning the we reunion. It was so much fun. And I remember posting actually on social media afterwards the pictures and I put the phrase over it. I was born in a small town and it was just, and it, and, it, and it pops up on my memories and the, the caption is, I will never forget where I came from. Yeah. And these two beautiful souls are such sweet reminders of where I came from. And then let's fast forward to the reunion. What a hoot. Oh, <laughs> yes, you should intersplice some pictures here. And yes, people say what a hoot it was. Uh, yeah, it was a hoot. We will keep the pictures to ourselves. It is a small town, but I'll tell you, I don't know how many people are fortunate enough to get like seventy percent of their class to come back. Yeah, it is a small class, and still everyone to talk and mingle and like you we know, didn't hug. miss a beat. Yeah, like remember we the pictures that we were putting on the stickers? Yeah, we were putting on each other, everybody's faces. That was so great. Right, but I we. We, we may have um, partaken of some libations that evening, um, just a few, and we ended up falling asleep in Gwen's, what was it, the hen? The hen house. The hen house. She has a she shed and calls it the hen house. And we woke up in the morning. <laughs> Do you remember? 
You were sleep. You, I fell asleep on you. You fell asleep on, uh, yeah, your legs on me. I was rubbing your legs because you, you were had like, the the, oh, the she did. Leg. That's right. Oh, your, your legs were cramping. My legs were jerking, and because I have <laughs> restless legs, and alcohol unfortunately makes it worse. And Caroline, my sweet friend, was rubbing my legs, and we fell asleep. It was like something yeah. out of junior high. Yeah, right. <laughs> you woke up. You're well, like, well, she yeah. had it all nice and roasty, toasty in there mm-hmm. with the fire, and oh boy, <laughs> we were just like, <laughs> I think you even slept sitting up. I'm sure I did. And you woke up and your purse was across you. You're like, who the damn hell sleeps with their purse on them? And I said, it's because you loved me so much you didn't want to move me. Yeah. No. Well, that, you, that is exactly what it was. Because you, you, I didn't want to wake you because you had just finally oh. fallen asleep. I love that, that you said that. Uh, like, just back to junior high. Because who can you say that about? Yeah. Like, what did it feel like? You can only flash back to those old friends and I was just looking up like from junior high only about 10% of human beings are still friends with their junior high friends and then it gets even less before that and yeah I think it's something unique in a small town too because we go everybody goes from the same junior high to the same high school and that's not always the case either yeah but it is it is unusual and now Kevin showed up today a little bit early because she forgot how close I actually lived to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we just didn't miss a beat. Yeah. It's we just you know, didn't miss a beat. You I mean, just pick up. It's it's crazy, you know, and like you said, you know, when Gwen came in middle school or yeah, middle school, it's like how do you you don't it never falls away from you know what I no. mean? I think it's, it's like trust. you gathered it and then I think it just, it's a little bit of trust. Like even if yeah. somebody has hurt you before, you trust that they know You've known me for 40 years. How yeah. wrong can you be about what you're, right. you know, how you have to yeah. kind of think about it a little bit. You know, these people well, yeah. and there are lots of times when my girlfriends will look at me and say, I think it's this or that. And I'll go, wait. Yeah. They know you sometimes better than you know yourself. Yeah. It's a good yeah. thing. It's, it's a good amazing. Thing. Yeah. It's how it harkens back to our conversation last week when I was talking about my mom and how much I missed her and how, you know, just have some observations that I missed about my mom and, and Gwen, because she's known me for so long and your mama and my mama could stop me and say, Hey, I need to, I need to speak some truth into this. Mm -hmm. And while the truth was hard to hear, it was truth. Mm -hmm. And it was truth because you have that experience and observation and those years of observing that relationship so you could help me see things more clearly yeah especially and, when you were older too like yes. when you're older you can gather things like mm-hmm. I don't remember like I don't remember much about your mom but like she remembers a lot about yeah that. oh your mama you let me just say a, more when we were thing. older yeah. but also and she didn't even know this I did not know that Chris did not know this but when I was, we were so poor, right? Like oh, we didn't have any money at all. This makes me cry. And um, whenever I would go over to her house, her mom would like sneak me into her and cut my hair. Because I couldn't afford to ever get my hair cut. And my hippie ass mom would have had it down to my ass if she'd have let me, right? Like I would never have my hair cut. It's fine. It's at your knees. Who cares? But I, what was shocking about that was that you never knew that your mom did that for me no. all the time. She never told me. Because she wasn't trying to, like... There was she, no embarrassment. She was doing that for me. She didn't want to embarrass you. But because of you, right? Because this yes. is my daughter's friend, right? And yes. so I, I will love Judy forever and ever. That is a pivotal memory in my childhood yeah. because I felt equal with a haircut. Whether it looked any better or not, I probably didn't. But I felt that way, and right? Yeah, these, these childhood memories, they're formative. Yes. And I mean, I know my mom 
a freaking dorky, Caroline. Mm -hmm. Like, who doesn't? Like, really? (laughs) And and the other thing, I just thought of this. Like, we were talking before we started recording that we all have some very similar childhood traumas. And we are incredibly strong survivors, Mm -hmm. each of us. Amen. And it's, I think sometimes those ties that bind aren't always the ties you think they are. Like we have ties, we've shared experiences, right? And both, you know, you were probably the first person I called when I got my period. Like that was a very unusual experience, but, and you know, you were in my wedding. And so we have those ties, but when we sit here and talk about our lives and what we've been through, even though we didn't share with one another as we were going through those traumatic experiences, it's this it's this golden thread that that binds our hearts because we've well we've all, all three of us have survived some really hard things not just in our childhood but I know the two of you have survived some really hard well, I guess all three of us yeah and some it really makes hard you, things as adults it makes you a protector as well and yep. that's sometimes a really good friend to have somebody who you know is always going to be looking out for you yes. no matter what and I don't feel that with everyone, right? A 40-year friendship, you'll be like, this woman's going to tell me what she thinks. And that shared experience is just amazing. Trust. It is. is, And trust trust that is built and founded over time. And just one shared experience after another. And I'll be honest, like, I would hear about you guys hanging out. And I'm just like, I'm a little jelly. Oh, I'm totally inviting myself to all the things. Get your hands you up there. I'm Bring it. Totally come. She did warn me that you do like to drink a bit. So, Just a little bit. So um, maybe I can rub your legs this time. <laughs> Shoot, I'll, I'll be awake longer than you. That's actually probably true. I'm the one who's always awake last watching the you movie. You can. You can stay How up. How do you do that? This is just what I do. I know, but I'm so proud. She sleeps at my house, though. I do. You do sleep. She's so she yes. always wakes up really hard at her good. house. Yes, it makes me happy. But but I I mean I do get up and you know get coffee right away and do all that. But no, I mean but I sleep hard when I sleep there. Like I'm like out. We should all because I have my own little bed. Just, can I move to the lake? Yeah, we're gonna all move to the lake together. So if our significant others you know fall away for any reasons, uh, it's just gonna be the three of us. <laughs> It'll be great. We don't need no dudes. <laughs> I wanted to say something too about, um, you know, friendships that, that drift and how you kind of come back. So this reunion, that was a big deal for me. And that, that was the moment when you and I started talking again. Right. And I felt like, well, where have you been? Well, right. What do you mean? Like, I, I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't but ever think about when we it. Ta- no, you don't. But when we talked about it, it makes perfect sense. Like if I would have even thought for a second, I knew what Christine was going through in that car. I knew that, right? Mm-hmm. I would just have other stuff going on. But when you walked in, the look on your face, and I'm so glad. What it was my look? I mean, scared. But was see, I, was I, I didn't terrified? know that. See, that's just it. Because, you know, I mean, we had drifted away at a different time or whatever. You were blissfully but oblivious I, I know, I am. I don't. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> we all love that. But, you know, it's like. When I was she like, knew. oh, she, and she's like, well, go get her. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta go, you know, but yeah. I didn't know that you were having a hard time. Yeah. But also super proud like, of you. Cause I know you never would have gone to 20 without Sean and you did this on your own for yourself. Really big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't really even know, proud of I don't even know why, but after that night I was like, I got my friends back. These it was, people. it was, it, these are, these are my anywhere. people. Right. This is true. 
And what is also true is I think our lives were just kind of parallel. And that is just, I, I don't, I don't look back at that and be like, oh, this, you know, I feel sad about it. I just feel very grateful <clears throat> yeah. for that moment because it took a lot of courage. I even got to the edge of town and almost turned around. Like I almost didn't even drive into town. And, oh my goodness. and I hadn't felt that way in a really long time. But I remember talking to you that night and that was the moment when you told me you worked at MCC. And I was like, bitch, (laughs) which happens to be five minutes from her house. I was like, how long you been working there? And your answer was Uh, 15 years. So for 15 years, my best friend drove by your house every day. No, you didn't. (laughs) Well, that would have been horrible. You lived, you lived in a different, you, you were, you were, you drove into town, out of town. You never like, you didn't even realize. Oh my gosh. The first time I had ever been to downtown Crystal Lake, I worked at the college for 15 years. Was with you. Yeah. I went, I didn't know this was downtown. I thought the floor <laughs> lane was downtown. Oh, <laughs> but I was also, again, not defending myself or anything, but leaving work and racing home to make dinner to yep. feed my kids and yep. barely hanging on Correct. and getting up the next day and doing it again. And honestly, I wonder if somebody would have reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to have dinner? I might have been like, no, I can't. I'll die if I do. I just, I, I don't know. Because... Yeah. I, I don't know that I think really fondly of the time that I had when my kids were younger. Right. Yeah. Because it was a hard time. It was, it wasn't easy. It's a lot of work being a single mama. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And as much as now I look back and I go, you and I would have been fine. We would have been so mm-hmm. fine. Your brother lived behind me. <laughs> that was the weird, that's another little weird twist of the story. So my brother's yard literally back to her yard, and I was there for birthday parties, and I could see her there. Yeah. I don't even know if we hardly acknowledge each other. What was we wrong? We did. We, I came over and talked to you one time. It was still so weird. It wasn't weird for me. Okay. Maybe I was the problem. No. It sounds like I'm the problem. problem. There's no problem. I think Make I was sure the you know there's no problem with your girlfriends. Now, listen. If you have a toxic friend who is sucking the life out of you, that is a different story. Yeah. And it would so, never have lasted this long. No. no we wouldn't be sitting here. We'll be sitting here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But sometimes when you have a little toxic stuff in you, your friend is the one that helps get it out of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't know if you, you should backpedal and wonder why as much. I'm talking about me more myself. Because I do wonder as well, like, gosh, what would have been different if the, what if the three of us would have been hanging all the time and this, that, or the other? Right. I just don't know if it would have been possible. I don't think so. And I, I think for me, I still had so much insecurity. And once I started on my personal development journey in 2019, I'm just such a completely different person. I'm so much more settled in who I am. Yes. I know, I know who I am. I know what I value. I know what I don't value. And going through some of the traumatic things in my marriage really refined me and really gave me, uh, I gave, it was like life gave me an ultimatum. You either figure out who the hell you are and fall in love with her or you continue down this path of, of pretty much self-destruction, not just myself, but for my family and my friendships. Yeah. And I chose me. And when I chose me, that's when I started to become so much more comfortable in my skin. And then the friendships started reappearing. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You can't love other people until you love yourself, right? Because Correct. you're having all those questions and wondering, am I enough? Is this good enough? What do I look like right now? Blah, blah, blah. Right. You shouldn't be thinking about anything. You should be enjoying the presence of your friend. And you can't do that when you're going through other stuff. We are the same friends 
for 40 years, but we are different <laughs> friends as well. And yeah. I would argue we are much better friends. Yeah. So much better. Much better yeah. friends. Yeah. I, I remember waking up in the little hen house in your lap and feeling, <laughs> it sounds so, it sounds so like, mommy. It was so good. But, but I remember feeling this really warm sense. Maybe it was because it was fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember feeling a really warm sense of comfort and, and familiarity mm-hmm. and that the familiarity piece is you can't recreate that. I mean, you can right. always build new friendships and I'm, I'm, I'm building all kinds of new friendships now and they are just delightful, mm-hmm. but it's like anything when you, when you see a new tree sprouting and you see the buds and it's so enjoyable, but then when you see this glorious maple tree, you're like, Oh, the roots that that has. And then that's, that's un- immovable. The wind comes through that shit is not going anywhere. Yeah, right? right. Right. That is going to stay there. Even if the leaves get blown off, that tree is rooted. That's and that's right. how I feel about these long-term friendships. Aww. They're rooted, they're grounded, they're stable and they're reliable Ride or die. Ride or die. We are the definition of ride or die. Ride or die. Absolutely. Yeah, you need that in your life. You need to know none of us are perfect. We are all fallible. And best friends are those that say, get them tomorrow, champ. Yeah. Right? You will. It's going to be fine. Tomorrow's a new day. That's right. And I will say, too, with Gwen, when, when she came back into my life, it required intentionality on both our parts. Yeah. Um, and I've been chasing Gwen since eighth grade because ridiculous. she's so popular. I said ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, you did. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> but honestly, though. Um, worth it. Not only worth it, but I was ready. I was ready to make the calls and and I was ready to make the call and reach out with the texts and not be, um, not feel insecure. I didn't get that instant response because I think the old me, the younger me, the more insecure me would have felt um, just wounded by your you being a busy, busy person. And yeah. now it's like, if she doesn't respond to me, I just keep keep at it. Because there's nobody busier than my date with destiny attorney who is doing <laughs> things all the time with her four children yes. and husbands. Yes. But, but you, to a credit to you, and I love this. You're the first friend in a, in, that really started reaching out to me because I felt like I was always the one reaching out. Yeah. But there's something when you put it out into the universe that you are ready to reciprocate. It just, it it's comes back. Point. And, you know, you send me this. Gwen sends me the funniest videos. You have to tell <laughs> Nobody is ever going to see those. Those are for you and I alone. I will be it's not those. porn. I will be putting those in the show notes. <laughs> Um, they're a lot of fun. I should probably make an album. You should. Like she likes to listen to eighties when she's driving to work. And so I will get serenaded. All right, Caroline, I'll send you a couple. You well, I've gotten some that. pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Which are porn. Actually, no, just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just we kidding. Must. We must. <laughs> I've got videos. Yeah, oh. you do. We are also of the generation that is very, very thankful that we grew up in time before social media oh my goodness they meant to that. Yep, yep, yep. no evidence of the things that we remember right up oh here we're just gonna keep those memories right up here right in the in theater did you do any place we did bye bye birdie yeah Together. do you remember we ran around the school naked after that i did not run around the school okay naked. i ran around the school naked no after i did that. not partake in they said told naked told me that that was like a rite of passage that we had to do that was i the only you one idiot. 
Gwen did it all by herself. You literally ran around the school naked? No, the school. Oh, I missed out on that memory. Why do I, I feel guess... like I remember hearing about that? <laughs> because it's was a, a small school. <laughs> and why do I not hear about it? Well, you were there then at the cast party. That's when we did I it. I was at the cast party. Maybe no one wanted to see me running naked. They didn't invite me. <laughs> no, no, you would have beat my ass. Everybody. I didn't want to run you with beat me. Everybody. Yeah. Actually, I already finished my run and I was getting dressed again. She was already time. back to her. I started. <laughs> Christine just started running. She was already back in yeah. dress. No, yeah. <laughs> Christine's already in the shower. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I have one question for each of you oh, to boy. end our time together. Yep. Oh, boy. I'll do Gwen first because yes, you're thanks. already having a panic attack over there. <laughs> and I haven't told them, and I completely shamelessly ripped this off from a podcaster named Jen Hatmaker, who got it from Barbara Brown Taylor, who's a, an amazing author. So, not my original idea, but it just sparks great conversation. So, Get some time to think. What is saving your life right now? Mm, what Go is Gwen. saving my life right now? Um, goodness gracious. I want to say friendships, but and that's definitely part of it, but I feel like it's tapping into what you just said. And I know everybody always told me that when I turned 50, that you're, you know, you're not going to care so much anymore, Mm -hmm. but dropping those walls and really knowing I'm doing the best that I can. Mm -hmm. And that if my best isn't good enough, then I don't need those people in my life Mm -hmm. is saving my life. It really is. That's such a great answer. Well, I think that it it applies for everybody though, Mm -hmm. right? Stop letting people drag you down. Your best is enough. I know that sounds so cliche, but who isn't trying their best? Who isn't? Right. Yeah. I think we all are. And your girlfriends help you see that too. Oh, you yeah. meant to that. Yeah. All right, Caroline, your turn. Um, what is saving your life right the, now? The, um, you know what? I feel like um, me. I'm saving myself and um, just kind of into my new, I just told you guys tonight that I'm in the, you know, if you don't like it, I don't give a hoot. Bleep. And, <laughs> um, you know, I, I am happy with who I am. You know, I, I'm okay with who I am, regardless of what so am I. I've put yeah. out. We, I really love who you are. we really like her. But you know, it's so important that you said that is I'm saving my life. Knowing who I am is saving my life. And for me, it is rekindling friendships from a deep place of knowing who I am. And so you guys are saving yeah. my life right Aww, now. I love you so much. I love you. This is so much fun. But girlfriends, girlfriends know you better than and different in a different way yep. than anybody else can. And you, it, when Definitely. people say you have to work at it, I don't think it's work. No, no, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to know. Like I want to know what yes. is what you guys are thinking. You know, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like I want to know. I don't want to know what anybody else thinks. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know what everybody yeah. else. And sometimes you know, maybe you know, somebody might say something. I'll be like, mm, oh, you know what? Shoot, you're right. You know, yeah. You'd be lost without you. Mm-hmm. Lost, really, honestly. Absolutely and true. if you don't talk for four months, six months, whatever, I still just knowing that you're on the planet with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah, for okay, sure. it's good. It feels better, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's best friendship. That is best friendship. So long-term friendships are unique. Lifelong friends are rare. So if you have them, love them, value them, don't take them for granted. And if you don't have them or maybe you've lost track of them, go find them. Make the call. Send the text. Send the Facebook DM. Friend somebody on Facebook Because 
I've rekindled my friendship with these two amazing women, and I'm so much better for it. So are we. We are too. Whoa, <laughs> you guys are the best. <laughs> well, thank you so much for Love joining you. us. Oh, come on, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> oh my gosh, Female Friendship February is the best. Join us next week. We have one more installment of Female Friendship February, and... Treasure your friends because they are truly...